Hello and welcome to a special interview episode of Mosh Pet. I'm Ellie Kumar and Sai is off getting his hair done again. But today I'm joined by some of the cast and crew of the musical School of Rock, which hits the stage in Newcastle next week. First up, I'm chatting to fellow heavy metal lover Sarah Bond, who's making her directorial debut with the show. Yeah, so I'm directing School of Rock at the Tyne Theatre and Opera House, which is on from the 21st to the 25th of March, and it's actually the regional amateur debut. So we are the first amateur company in the northeast to be able to perform this show since it started down in London in the West End. That's awesome. I feel like everybody listening will know what School of Rock is. Just in case someone has been like living under a rock for ages, can you give us a really quick overview of what the show is? So the show follows the same plot as the movie, which I'm sure everybody's seen. But basically it follows a really posh school, Horace Green Prep, where a substitute teacher is called for and they end up with an impersonator of a teacher called Mr. Schneebly. And it's a guy called Dewey Finn, who is a failed rock star trying to make some money. But when he gets there, he realises that all the kids are super talented musicians. So he decides to start a rock band with them to hilarious effect, really, from that point onwards. But he does, he teaches the kids about rock and roll and metal and rock and they learn to perform as a rock band together with him and then they enter in Battle of the Bands. I feel like there's not enough Battle of the Bands competitions anymore. No, no, no. There should definitely be more Battle of the Bands competitions. It's it's a fun premise and it's great for discovering new talent, which is at the point of the show really is that these young kids get this opportunity to perform to massive audiences. And for the musical, that happens in real life because the kids in the musical actually play live on the stage. So when they're performing for the Battle of the Bands, kind of is a bit like actually performing for Battle of the Bands because they actually are up there on the stage with their instruments playing the music live, which is a challenge, really. I know you quite well. Yeah. I feel like you are... You are the Jack Black character in this scenario. <laughs> in the sense that I can absolutely imagine you when you have all these kids who've come in to rehearse and stuff, being like, right, you need to listen to ACDC, you need to listen to Metallica... Oh, yeah. Is that how it went? Did you give them homework? Oh, 100%. 100% give them homework. When they first came in, we held auditions and we had it was something near 150 kids uh, signed up for auditions. And obviously there were quite strict criteria around which kids we could cast because it was an age range, but also they needed to be able to play instruments, a lot of them. So we saw lots and lots of kids. And literally the first rehearsal with my cast, the first thing I made them do is tell me what bands they listen to. And when I was getting Taylor Swift and all of that nonsense, One Direction, I was like, get out of here here we need we need to sort this out so I did I did send them away and also we have like a a group that we post in for the parents and the kids all the updates and information and every week I post a video link to a a live performance of a band that I think they should watch and learn from so bands like The Darkness with incredible front men and Queen with Freddie Mercury and I try and tailor it as well so show them that rock isn't just what they maybe have heard of there's there's so much more to it like bands like The Who as in the H-U <laughs> The Who the Mongolian metal band and Skindred and, and bands like that and I try and show them the absolute wide range of rock and metal that's actually out there because I think they've probably only heard of ACDC or as one of them called it ADCD and we did have roses and guns one day oh, as well dear. yeah it wasn't great <laughs> but some of them were to their credit were rockers little rockers but most of the kids coming through there were theater kids who just were so excited to be involved in a show and had never really engaged with music to be honest they do engage with musicals but that's very different and I think it was a bit of an eye-opener for them. But yeah, definitely give them homework. Starting with Kiss. Just keep listening to Kiss. That's that's my advice. I feel like that's good advice just for everyone yeah. in general. Great life, life advice. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so this is the first show that you've directed. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, how's that been? A, just the fact that you're directing a show to start with, and then to add in live music and like children working with kids. Yeah. How's that been? It's been a challenge. <laughs> it was um, the first show I've ever directed being School of Rock was a bit ambitious, I would say. Like you say, there's so many elements to School of Rock beyond just traditional theatre. You've got actually three live bands because you have the kids playing live. There's No Vacancy, which is the other band in the show. They play live. And then there's actually our band, the Pit Band, who play live, obviously. So there's a lot of elements to it. Directing a musical was... I've, I've directed uh, short films and I've done work like that before. And I have done direction of voiceovers and such. So I'm quite clued up on how to direct, but it's, it's a different game directing children because... Yeah, you have to you have to work quite hard at getting the they don't always understand the depth of characters and things. You got to do a lot of work there. It has been incredible because the children are so talented. That's the thing. They are so so talented, and I'm just so proud that they're all from the northeast. That's the other thing. That's awesome. Yeah, that they're, they're, they're kids who are West End quality performers musicians on top of that and they're all from the northeast and you hear these little Geordie accents on the go and you think oh it's just so cool that they they're doing all that so it has been easier because the kids are so so talented as the first one it was something of a baptism by fire but but you know what like worth it worth every minute it has been amazing and the kids I can't brag about them enough they are fantastic when you say the set's going to be really big I feel like this would be your dream job was this one of your favorite parts just getting to put the posters up and oh yeah so i had to one of the first jobs i had to do when we started this was design the set because obviously it has to go away and be built which is is a big part of it and if anyone who's ever read the script i'm not sure there's many but for those who've read the script of it you'll know that there's there's a lot of scene changes in this show you move from the school to the olympic palace where they perform in battle of the bands to the roadhouse dive bar so they're quite drastically opposite sets. I mean, Horace Green prep school looks nothing like the dive bar, you know? No. Big difference in sets. So one of the very first jobs I did have to do was design the sets and um, send it away to be built. And the other thing is the instruments coming off and on the stage, drum kits and keyboards and all of this moving off and on. So that was logistically quite difficult as designing a way to make that happen. Now in the West End, they have moving floors and all kinds of things. We don't quite have that budget as you can possibly imagine. But it was a bit of a challenge coming up with that. But sticking up like posters and buying loads of ACDC banners and things like that that are going to go up there. And I'm, what I'd, one of the things I did try to do is um, I've tried to stick for like Dewey's bedroom set where obviously he's got all his posters and stuff on the wall. I've tried to stick with like local legends, rock legends. So ACDC, Lindisfarne, things like that, where there's a tribute to like local the north yeah, totally, which totally. is great that's awesome yeah. and it adds a bit oh the, yeah the definitely. west end isn't gonna do isn't it oh totally and i mean i think the northeast has such a good history of like rock and metal that it wasn't hard to do either it was when you start to unpick, unpick it a bit you're like well actually there's a lot of quite famous rock and metal stars who got their start here i mean recently they were talking about the fact that Jimi hendrix used to play in a in a pub round here so you know it, it wasn't hard at all to do actually in the end and it, it gives that nice extra little extra little something to our show yeah. that makes it our show that's awesome yeah. I've seen the film you've seen the film yeah. we've all seen the film <laughs> um, my favourite moment is mm-hmm. his name's Spider from <laughs> yeah. the, the, the other band from the from bad guys Vincent. band yeah. yeah is the character of Spider in the show and does he wear the just leather sleeves and nothing else <laughs> Because that's my favourite thing. So, yes, the character is still in the show, but he's actually been renamed as Snake in the show. Okay. Not sure why, but he is called Snake and he is in the show and there has been much discussion over the leather shoulders. I don't know if we've actually got the leather shoulders. I wish we did, but we do have 
quite a lot of leather in the costume department going on. I'm so, good with that. That's, yeah, there's yeah. there's plenty leather, don't okay. worry. I don't know if we've just got the shoulders, but <laughs> we do, we were supposed we could make them, just cut the rest of the coat off. But but yeah, he is there and um it was a, a much debate amongst the cast of who was gonna get to play that role. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. As someone who loves like rock and metal what does the film and the show itself but what does that mean for you kind of in terms of your growing up learning about music well I grew up so my mum was a big rock and metal fan and, and she passed all this on to me so I've always enjoyed like Kiss have been my favourite band since since forever um, and I go to festivals every year and I go and see bands all the time and so School of Rock is I don't think there's enough media out there that covers just how incredible the communities are around rock and metal. And what I love about School of Rock is it's not taking the mick out of those communities. It's just honouring them 100%. And that's why the film's so good, because Jack Black is a rocker, Tenacious D, you know? So the film is true and honest and genuine. And the musical has the same vibes, even though Andrew Lloyd Webber is probably the least rocky person you can imagine. It still has that appreciation for it. It's all done in good spirit. It's all done in praise of these legends who built rock and metal up from the ground. So it does name drop lots of heroes and icons. And and it's interesting for me, what I loved about it was watching the kids learn about them and, and discover them for the first time. And and, and realising how cool they are and thinking, wow, these things are cool. I've grown up with them. I'm used to them. And I just think, well, you should know who like Angus Young is. But they don't. And it's, it's, fun. it's fun to watch them learn about that. So when it came up and it was something I was offered, I couldn't turn it down. There's no way I could have turned it down. School of Rock is such an iconic cult film that is such a great representation of the rock and metal cultures. I needed it to be the same on the stage. And not to blow my own trumpet, but I don't think many directors could give that honesty to it if they don't love that music and so I wanted to be the person who was like well I have such a love for this community and this music I can put that spin on it I can put those little references in so I think it needs a director who loves it truly truly yeah. loves it isn't just faking it, it. wouldn't have worked yeah. with someone who doesn't understand the history of the music 100% and someone who doesn't want to make it feel like a rock concert someone who's never experienced a rock concert how would they know it's it's such a unique experience how would they know what to put on the stage like I think it needs that director who feels it and that's why I'm so lucky because my creative team are all the same like my assistant director Jade incredible she's been fabulous all the way through she's a big rock metal fan and John who has um been teaching the kids to play at the band he's the band coordinator he has he is a big rock and metal fan and he's done such a wonderful job of instilling that kind of inspiration in them all about it and Jenny our musical director too like everybody's big fans so it's really worked it's really worked well and of course Sam who plays our Dewey Finn you couldn't find someone more ingrained in that community he loves rock he loves metal and he's bringing that jack black energy that you need that true honest energy so he's amazing too amazing well we are going to hear from sam in just a minute but before i let you go quickly what is your favorite song from the musical and also what are your top five rock and metal bands don't have to be from the northeast just in general uh, my favourite song from the musical actually is not one of the rocky ones, which is a nice twist. Um, there's The children sing this song called If Only You Would Listen, which is them appealing to their parents to, to just let them be themselves. And they stand on the stage and they sing to their parents and basically say, you don't listen to me, you don't trust that I know myself, and I wish you would listen, and I wish you would let me be who I am. 
And I love that song, but there's a bit where they, uh, they reprise it later on and they sing to Dewey, you were the only person who would listen. And it's, uh, it, and it's such a beautiful moment in the show. And I'm not a softie, I don't usually cry at the kids, but that's the closest I come. Whenever they sing that song and the, the band come and sing to Dewey and beg him to come and play Battle of the Bands with them and they sing that song, that's the closest I come to crying. It is unbelievable. But of course, the big song at the end, Teacher's Pet, you can't you can't beat that as well. That is a great number. And the energy the kids bring to that because they love it so much. That's a great one. Top five, rock and metal. Four. Kiss, obviously, are going to sit we right need, at we the top. We need that. Yeah. yeah, they're sitting right at the top. Paul Stanley is the love of my life. Um, and then Ghost. Similar reasons, really. I love the theatrics of it. I think they are just doing something so spooky and so different and so wonderful. Metallica, it's not to be very cliche, but Metallica, you can't beat them. They are fantastic. Oh, and then who else? Who else? Pick some wild cards. Some wild yeah, cards. Who are you right. wild um, cards? I've been loving Skindred recently. I've seen them a few times now and I'm going to see them again this year because they're going with Kiss on the tour this year. So I'm going to throw Skindred in there. And oh, The Darkness. I absolutely love The Darkness. I don't think enough people give them credit for how fantastic they are. And their recent arena tour with Blackstone Cherry was just so good so good they are phenomenal glam rock like proving that it's not dead like they really are bringing it back so yeah they're my top five thank you so much for joining us we will have more info about the show over on our socials but right now i'm welcoming sam honor to the mosh pet sofa Sam, you're playing the iconic Jimmy Finn. Were you already a musician when you got involved with the show? I learned to play guitar when I was a, when I was a kid, um, but I hadn't actually picked it up in about 15 years before they started doing auditions. So when I was thinking about auditioning, I was like, okay, what kind of, how much guitar am I going to have to play? Is it something that I can learn? Is it going to be really technical? So I had a chat with the, the musical director, Jenny, to just kind of get a feel of what was it going to be. She told us kind of what it was. I was like, ah, I could probably do that, I could probably do that. But I was still a bit not very confident about playing guitar in public in front of people. So much to the point I got, I almost did an audition because I was like, there's no way. I said, there's going to be far better guitarists than me, there's far better singers than me. And it was my wife who actually said, no, because if you don't, you're going to regret it and you're going to be furious with yourself when you go and see it because you go, ah, that, that could have been me. It's been... A little bit of a struggle, kind of get back into habits. Obviously, the calluses I'd built up on my fingers when I was a kid were gone, so I had to start all of them again. But yeah, it's been good because it's gotten me back into playing, not just for the show, I now play for enjoyment again like I used to. Yeah, amazing. Were you into sort of rock, that kind of that sort of music before you were part of this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how is that for you, being able to kind of do something that you love and take enjoyment from? It's a bit surreal sometimes because I used—I mean, I used to play in a band again when I was—I uh, think it was when I was in sixth form—and always enjoyed it. But again, just never kind of just never kept kept it up. But you know, especially especially Jack Black's music, huge huge fan of him and Tenacious D. So being able to channel him into into this performance has been very very exciting. Amazing, and I mean, I know that the musical is not exactly the same as the film, but. I mean, Jack Black is such an iconic actor in this particular role as well. Was that kind of intimidating or is that something that you were like, this is a challenge for me to do this my own way? Yeah, it was. I said when I first started, like, when I got the script, I was saying I don't want it to be a Jack Black impression. 
you know you want to you want to be able to put your own stamp on the on the role but inevitably there's a huge amount of influence come from him his energy the part he plays in the film i think in the stage version purely by it being on stage and it being to a huge audience you have to be bigger you've got to be more energetic so i would say you know compared to the film he's very big in the film but he's maybe sometimes a little bit subdued where there's none of that in the show it's got to be up a height the entire time which is very tiring yeah amazing and i mean what would you hope that people kind of take away from seeing the show when i first watched the film i think i must have been about 12 13 when it first came out the first thing that we wanted to do me and my friends when we're, we're finished watching the film was start band that's what we wanted to do I guess that that would be kind of like the thing I'd want people to take away from. They go, okay, maybe we want it. Maybe I would want to try learning that instrument that I've always wanted to pick up something, try something new. I know there's a there's a couple of kids in the cast who, since we've started rehearsals, have formed their own little bands, practicing themselves. You know, still still learning, still kind of like getting the feel for it. But yeah, I think just anyone can play if you just if you practice and if you want if you want to do it. And again, it's all about attitude. It's not really about technical ability. <laughs> Certainly not with me. No, of course. I mean, some of the, that's the, some of the best bands. We stand there and we look good about yeah, it. Yeah, so. that's, that's it. That's, it. Yeah. That's, that's, half, that's half the battle. So, I mean, what's your favourite song from the show? It's Teacher's Pet. It's the, the big one at the end. That's kind of what it's all been building towards. Because it's the kids playing live... For the other songs, we've got the pit band, you know, they're, they're playing while we're performing. But the finale, the competition, that's all us. That's all the band. So there's kind of that pressure riding on, on us to be able to perform it well, but also, you know, the, the adrenaline kicks in and it just makes it a much more fun to perform because you know that you're in control of it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so, I mean, in terms of your, your, not just your character, but just like as a musician yourself, who were some of your kind of influences? Ooh, that's a good one. When I first learned to play, it wasn't my guitar teacher uh, at the time, uh, Dougie, said that he was going to, he taught me to play, um, you know, like Cliff in the Shadows, old, like it's all like lead technical finger work. Um, and he says, once you can play this, you can play anything because this is very complicated, hard stuff to do. So then going into rock, there's a lot of power chords. There is solos and things like that, but a lot of it's power chords and just kind of knowing where to go. But one guitarist that's always stuck with me was uh, being John Fashanti from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. His his guitar on their albums is just, is always good. It's always, always good. And I stopped listening to them when he left for a while and then I've come back now. But yeah, even again, Jack Black, as we were saying about like technical ability, not necessarily hit the when when he's performing they're not the most complex of guitar riffs they're not the most intricate but when he comes to it with the energy that he's got it makes them feel a lot bigger and i've been i mean i've been you know just in my spare time learning other tenacious d songs while you know and you realize after a while that a lot of them are the same they're just played in slightly different ways and with a different attitude for each song well thank you so much for joining us as we mentioned earlier school of rock runs from the 21st to the 25th of march at the time theater in newcastle You've been listening to Sarah Bond, Sam Honor, and me, Ellie Kumar, and this is Moshpat. <laughs>